Our first scripture reading is found in the Old Testament, book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from the roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together and a little child shall lead them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our New Testament reading is found in the book of Romans chapter 15. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. This is the word of the Lord. Would you please stand for the reading of the gospel? Our holy gospel is found in the book of Luke chapter 14. Jesus said also to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just." When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I bought a field and I must go and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. 
Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, sir, what you commanded has been done and still there is room. And the master said to his servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. On May 27th in 2009, the newest Dallas Cowboys Stadium, it's now called AT&T Stadium, was built in Arlington, and it replaced the old Texas Stadium that had been in Irving, and I grew up in Dallas, and uh, I had been to the old stadium, and it was really run down, and, but it had the big hole in the roof, you know, so that God could watch his favorite team. Everybody knows that. And, uh, and so when Jerry Jones uh, set to build this new stadium, it was going to cost approximately $650 million dollars big price tag. By the time they finished building it, it was over $1 billion to build this. It seats, uh, it can seat over 100,000 people for an NFL game. It's actually hosted the largest number of, of people to watch an NFL game. Uh, I think it was like 108,000 or something with the standing room. It's, uh, it's been nicknamed Jerry World, uh, the Death Star. Um, but before the first official event happened, at AT&T or, or Texas Stadium. There was an event that they invited not the dignitaries in Dallas and they didn't invite uh, celebrities and they didn't invite sports you know, athletes. But what they did is they invited the 2,000 workers that built Texas Stadium and they threw a party on the floor for them and they catered a barbecue meal for them. And the reason I know this story is because my family's barbecue restaurant catered that meal uh, for, the, um, for those workers. And I tell you that story because it wasn't quite who you would have expected to be the first people to this massive, huge event. And I, in our scripture reading today, what we see is that the kingdom of God is not for the people that you always think it's going to be about. Jesus often told stories, turning things on their head when you think, oh, that person, they've got to be in the kingdom. And Jesus had a way of turning things around. You see, the kingdom of God is characterized by an open invitation. It's characterized by an invitation that God gives to the entire world. So there's no one that deserves to be in the kingdom. The kingdom is beyond anything that any human being can achieve. What we see is that God calls us to be people who recognize that our place in the kingdom is not because of of who we are or how great we are or any status that we've earned. And when we understand that, it changes how we look towards others, especially towards hospitality when we understand the welcome that God has given to us as his people, God calls us to be the same kind of people, to invite others into his kingdom. Unfortunately, that wasn't the way things had been going for generations. When God first called Abraham, 
He set apart Abraham and his descendants to be his special people. But they took that in a a way that was not the way God intended. God had, had intended for them to be a blessing to the nations. And God said, I will bless you and I will, those who bless you, I will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. And through you, all nations will be blessed. But unfortunately, God's people saw themselves as exclusionary. They saw themselves as being better than others. And they put up barriers over and over. It wasn't the way God intended things to be. He wanted his people to draw others into a relationship with him, that they might see how his people lived and how they treated others, and others would say, I want that in my life. Unfortunately, what we see is we have the Jewish nation, and then we have all other nations, the Gentiles. And that's the way the the biblical writers often call it. It's just everybody else, the other nations. But then Jesus comes into the story. Jesus enters into the picture. And what Jesus does is he fulfills all of the prophecies. He fulfills all of the anticipation, all of the promises, but not only that, he fulfills God's law perfectly. What God intended for his people to be, Jesus did. He was the perfect child of God. He lived it out. And through that, He drew all nations, all people to God. He welcomed all. And that's good for you and for me because most of us in this room, I don't think anybody in this room comes from a Jewish descent. But because of what Jesus Christ has done, we see that God is a God for all people. Salvation is for you. That's what we see in our our reading from Romans. Paul is writing to a group that are, that are Gentiles, but they are, they've heard the message of Jesus Christ. And so they're, they're starting to figure out what does it mean to be a part of this family of God when it's looked like this and now it's, it's changed. And Jesus came to change things. If you've watched The Chosen, one of the things that Jesus says is, get used to different. Jesus turns everything around. talking about it's more than a party and parties are are a fun thing and everybody likes to be included and invited to a party I don't know about you but if you hear about a party that happened and maybe it was kind of in a circle that you ran in but you weren't invited you're like ouch that kind of hurts what what was that about maybe somebody forgot or maybe they just didn't invite you God calls us to be people he commissions us to be people that invite others to the party, to invite others into this family of God and not have the same attitude as God's people in the Old Testament, where they put up barriers and walls and obstacles to inviting others into community with God. Because that's what he's done for us. He's invited us into more than a party. God has invited us into something that is beyond anything that we can imagine. It's beyond the greatest party you could ever imagine here. He's called us to something even greater. It's a hope. A hope that that we can't always see. We can't see today. We see bits and pieces of it, but it's tainted. There was a a TV show um, that called Extreme Makeover, Home Edition. You remember that? Back 15, 20 years ago. 
And there was an episode that we used to use here at church when we talked about um, uh, generosity. And there was one episode where the owner of the home, the, one of the people and the family members was blind. And so they wanted to build, and they lived in a house that was not good for a person without sight. And so they wanted to build something that was just tailor-made for this, this individual. And so they went out of their way, everything in the house, whether it was the texture of the carpet, like they had like different textures throughout the house or like a pathway where they could follow. And they would have different sounds throughout the house, like a chime over here and there'd be something over here so they could easily maneuver around without sight. And the community just went overboard, just like donating all kinds of stuff. And it was just the generosity and the, the, the level of wanting to make this just right for this person was amazing. And it was awe-inspiring. It was really cool to watch this. And that's kind of what God calls us to do as his people is to invite others into a, a situation where they know that they are being cared for, that God is for them that he has come specifically for them. And it's not just for some people, but it's for all. But as I watched that show a few times, I started to think every time a storm would go, and it was in Florida, by the way, and every time a storm or a hurricane would go through Florida, I always thought, I wonder what happened to that house. I wonder if that house is still around. I mean, there was so much concern and so much time and effort that went into that house. I have no idea whether it's still there. But what it made me think of is all the generosity and all that went into that that house was still temporary. That house was still something that wrong storm came by, a, a fire, anything could have destroyed that house. And eventually, over time, that house won't be there. But God has called us into something that is eternal, something that's even greater than that. And, and we have pictures of, of what God wants us to, um, how he wants us to be, to give, give examples of what it means to be a part of a caring community and, and showing generosity and doing things like that for people is, is great. But if it's taken away and we haven't given them even more, that hope, then really what are we about? God calls us to invite people into a relationship where they understand that they have a God who loves them not just now, because you know what? In this life, things aren't always gonna be the way we want them to be. But God has promised through what Jesus Christ has done that he has overcome all of the pain, all of the brokenness of this world. And he's called us into one where all of that will be gone. The invitation into the kingdom of God is, is more than a party. It's more than we can expect. And I wanna tell you this story, a, a true story that happened to a, a Christian speaker named Tony Campolo. And he went to Hawaii and he was going to a conference there and, and he had come from the East Coast. And if you've ever traveled to Hawaii before, when you get there, your time is completely off. And so he checked into his hotel and he tried to sleep and it was like three in the morning and he was wide awake. You know, it was already like seven or eight or nine in the morning back where he was from. So he was wide awake and he's starving. So he decides that he's going to go out in the streets of Honolulu and try to find a place to eat. So he goes walking around and, and finally he finds this kind of hole-in-the-wall diner, greasy spoon kind of place. And he goes up to the counter and the fat guy behind the counter says, what do you want? He's like, well, his hunger kind of goes away and he sees a donut. And he's like, I'll have a donut and uh, a black coffee, thank you. And as he's sitting there eating his donut at 3.30 in the morning, in walks eight or nine very loud, very provocative females that have been working the streets that night. 
They just finished their night's work. So they plop, they plop down on the counter next to Tony and he finds himself surrounded by all of these women that he would not normally find himself surrounded by. He drinks his coffee and he's trying to figure out how he's going to get out. And then the woman next to him says to her friend, you know what? Tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to be 39. And her friend replies, so what? What do you want from me? You want a cake? You want a party? I'm not going to do anything for you. And the first lady says, come on, you don't have to be mean. I mean, you don't have to put me down. I've never had a party before, so why should I start now? Well, when they all left, Tony had hung around, and he, he went to the, the owner or the, the guy behind the counter, and he said, do they come in here every night? And he said, yeah. He said, the one next to me, the one that was talking, does she come in here every night? He says, yeah, that's Agnes. She's here every night. She's been coming here for years. Tony says, well, tomorrow, he said, she said that it's her birthday. So what do you think? What do you think if we throw a little birthday party for her tomorrow night in the diner? And a cute smile kind of crept over the, the guy's face. And he said, that's great. Yeah, I like that. And he turns to his wife in the kitchen and says, hey, come out here. This guy's got an idea. He wants to throw a party for Agnes tomorrow for her birthday. She says, that's terrific. She said, you know, Agnes is really a nice person. She tries to do nice things for other people. So they made plans. Tony said that he would be back at 2.30 the next night. And then they would bring some decorations. And he turns out that the guy's name was Harry. And Harry said that he would make a cake for Agnes. So at 2.30 the next morning, Tony comes back to the diner. And he's putting crepe paper up and decorations and a sign that says, Happy Birthday, Agnes. So they decorate up the place from end to end. And apparently word had gotten out in Honolulu among all of these workers. So by 3.15, it seemed like every prostitute in Honolulu was in this place. So at 3.30, on the dot, when the door opens up, Agnes walks in with her friend. And they all shout, Happy Birthday, Agnes! Agnes is flabbergasted by this. And her mouth falls open and, and she starts to buckle. And then they bring out the cake with all the candles on it, and she loses it. She's crying uncontrollably. Finally, they say, Agnes, blow out the candles, blow out the candles. So she pulled herself together, and she blows out the candles. And everyone's saying, Agnes, cut the cake, cut the cake. And she says, hey, Harry, if it's all right with you, I mean, if you don't mind, if it's okay, can I just keep the cake for a little while? I mean, do we have to eat it right away? Harry said, no, that's okay. We don't have to. She said, can I take the cake home? He said, sure. So Agnes picks up the cake like it's the Holy Grail and carries it out the door. In the silence, Tony looks around. He just doesn't know what to do. So he says, I tell you what, can we pray together? And here in this hole-in-the-wall greasy spoon, surrounded by all these ladies, they listen to Tony Campolo say a prayer. And he says a prayer for Agnes, for her life, for her health, for her salvation. And Tony says, I I prayed that her life would be changed and that God would be good to her. And when he finished, Harry leaned over and he said, hey, 
I didn't know you were a preacher. Why didn't you tell me you were a preacher? I said, what kind of church do you belong to? And Tony says, well, I belong to a church that gives birthday parties to prostitutes at 3.30 in the night. And the guy says, no, you don't. There's no church like that. He said, if there was, I'd probably belong to a church like that. You see, the church that Jesus is calling us to is one that is open to all. One that shows God's grace and God's mercy. God invites us into that relationship with him, not because of anything we've done, but because of how good he is. He invites us into this party and we never know how good this party is gonna be. Sometimes things are good, sometimes things are rough, but it's worth being invited to. It's worth inviting others into. And God is here for us with party favors that will last forever. He gives us real party favors of true joy and peace and hope. May that be ours today and for eternity. Amen.